this much I know that God's grace is sufficient for whatever it is that we do indeed need. Welcome to the Athens First UMC Sermons Podcast. I'm Sarah Lawing, Director of Online Productions. We hope you'll enjoy this weekly resource. The scripture lesson this morning can be found in the Gospel of Matthew, the 11th chapter, beginning with verse 28 and continuing through the end of that chapter, which is verse 30. Jesus is speaking to His disciples, and He says to them, Come to Me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take My yoke upon you and learn from Me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Let us pray. We thank You for Your Word, O God, which teaches us, which inspires us, which feeds us. Grant us those blessings this day, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I was with my grandchildren a few weeks ago, and they were playing in the backyard of the house around the pool, and and they were playing games, and they were competitive games of some sort or another. Not highly competitive, but it was one of those things where you win or you lose, you, you succeed or you fail in that split second of a moment. And, and I listened to them in, in, in a good spirit, not, not in an antagonizing spirit, but I, but I listened to them whenever one would succeed and the other two would not have the same success. The one who would succeed would turn to the others and say, take the L, loser. And, and they were joking with one another. It wasn't harsh. And they would all laugh about it when the one would say it. And how they would do it would be like this. They would put their fingers up on their forehead like this, and they would do this little dance, and they would say, take the L, loser. And I wasn't crazy about it, but they didn't seem to be bothered by it at all. They seemed to kind of revel in it, all of them laughing about it, until finally I asked them, where does that come from, take the L, loser, and doing uh, the dance? And they said, well, it comes from Fortnite. Now, Fortnite is an online game that was created in 2017. It's won all kinds of awards. And evidently, you have these emotes, you have these toxic dances that you can get so that when you vanquish your foe, there's this little figure that can come up on the screen. One of the emotes that celebrates success and celebrates defeating the enemy says, take the L, loser. Now, I would not advise us uh, to do that in real life. Uh, For instance, uh, this morning, if I were to put on, you know, a Georgia mask, and I were to give some consideration to, let's think, maybe last night's football game. If I was obnoxious and if I wasn't a good sport, I might say to Auburn, take the L, loser, Or maybe not. It would just depend on the circumstances. But in this moment, I miss you terribly because we could be having a nice moment. I might even say, if I was totally obnoxious on behalf of the Braves, take the L, Cincinnati Reds, 
loser. Uh, because this week, Georgia vanquished Auburn and the Braves vanquished the Reds. So even though I would never do it, even though I think it is you know, somewhat obnoxious, take the L, Auburn, you bunch of losers. Now, those of you who are Auburn fans, I love you. Don't misunderstand me. Just having a little fun this morning. One of my closest friends is a fellow named Joe who went to Auburn. Joe, I love you, and I'm sorry for that moment. But if you were here, man, that would have been such a good moment. We do lose in life, don't we? So often. And it can be bitter, and it can be troubling. Although we talk in jest this morning, Really seriously saying to someone, take the L loser is a painful thing and is something that we should really never say to one another, especially if we're being serious about it. Carlisle Marnie one time was a pastor of Myers Park Baptist Church in Charlotte. He went on to discover a ministry at Lake Junaluska uh, later in his life. He's a magnificent preacher. The story goes that he stood before his congregation one Sunday morning. He read the Scripture passage and then the first words out of his mouth were, what a bunch of losers we are. I wonder how they felt when they heard that initially. But if you think about it, we are losers. We lose things throughout our lives. Some of those losses are very painful for us. Four months after I got married, I lost my wedding band. I have no idea where it is, never was able to find it again. That was really disappointing when I lost my first wedding band. I'm on my third one now. But I would like to have that first one. I would like to be able to look at that ring, and when I look at it, to remember when Penny put it on my finger. That was the one. But the one I wear today is not the one. And that's a loss for me that is kind of a difficult one. When I was 17 years old, I wasn't mature enough for 17. And, and so I say 17 to 20 for me was a kind of wilderness period in my life. I just wandered around. And what I did was I lost opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. I missed out on so many opportunities that were offered to me during that time. That still disappoints me to this day because I believe in making the most of the moment. Maybe that's why I'm somewhat obsessed with living in the present, with being in the moment as fully and completely as I can because I know that there have been moments that I have missed. There have been important moments that I have missed. And that disappoints me quite frankly. I wish I had not missed those moments. Uh, I lost them. And in that sense, I am a loser. Not in a competitive not in a competitive sense, but, but that is an experience of losing. I've lost my mom and my dad all of my grandparents, all of my aunts and uncles. You've been burdened in your life by grief. 
the loss of someone that you love, someone you cherish. You no longer enjoy the same relationship with them now that they have died. And that is a loss. So in that sense, Carlisle Marnie was right. We are all a bunch of losers. But not in a competitive sense. But to live in this world, to live a life is to experience some losing. But Jesus said, sometimes in losing we win. Jesus said, come to me all who labor and are weary. He did not say come to an idea or come to a philosophy. He said, come to me. I have something for you. So even in our moments of loss, even in our moments of burden, we can find blessing. We can discover things that are so very important. At 21 years of age, I discovered that when I completely surrender my life to Christ, I am most free. That freedom in Christ comes from surrendering to Christ. Those two go hand in hand. So in that moment when I believe and feel like I might be losing because I'm surrendering, I'm actually gaining and I'm actually winning. Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let them deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. Because it is in losing yourself that you find yourself. It is in denying yourself that you experience fulfillment within yourself. So yes, we gather here this day and we have experienced losses in our lives. There are some things I want to lose. Every time I participate in communion, every time I consume that bread and that juice, I try to leave some things at the altar. I try to lose some baggage that is weighing me down. And that is possible. Because, because God is willing to take all of that and eliminate it from our lives if we will just hand it over. Sometimes we come to church, we come to the altar, we come for this sacred meal and, and we feel guilty and we're burdened by that guilt. Sometimes we feel envious. Sometimes we feel some resentment. Sometimes we're deeply hurt. Sometimes things have not gone our way and we don't understand, so we come to this table with confusion. But we do not want to leave the table with those things await in our lives. So the, the table of Christ is a table where we lose some things that we need to lose. But it is also a place where we are reminded of those things that we have gained. Jesus gathered with those disciples around that table thousands of years ago and He said to them as He broke the bread, Take and eat. This is My body which is given for you. That's not losing, that's gaining. And then He passed the cup and He said, this is My blood which is poured out for you. That is not losing. That 
is gaining. Come to me, all who labor and all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We're living in a period, I think, that will likely lead us to a kind of new normal. And, and in that sense, we will lose some things, perhaps, that we have enjoyed. Air travel has changed for good since 9-11. You no longer can race to the airport at the last minute and get on a plane. You have to be there well ahead of time and go through a numerous maze of checks and balances and security. Perhaps we will wear a mask for years to come. I don't know. Maybe gathering in crowds will be a little bit different from this time forward. I don't know that. And if we're not careful, we'll see a new normal as solely a loss, but it doesn't have to be. Those things can, can be gains as well. We might look upon the gains, the new normal, as something that has blessed our life. This much I know that God's grace is sufficient for whatever it is that we do indeed need. Today we, we gather at the table with believers all across the world. We consume the bread, we lift the cup, and we declare that we are one people in Christ across all of the things that we identify to separate us and to divide us from one another. We are indeed one in Christ. We break bread, we lift the cup, and we remember the sacrifice of our Lord and of our Savior. And in that moment when it was seen that so much was lost, what we know now 2,000 years later is that so much was gained. That in death there was resurrection. And there could not be resurrection without death. So although death seems like losing, you and I know better that only in dying can we be raised. And so today when we kneel at an altar, when we bow our heads in this moment, in whatever way we consume this bread and this juice, we do so joining hearts and hands with Christians around the world to celebrate winning, to celebrate that Christ has given us the victory because of who He is and what He has done. So this morning, when you consume that bread and you drink that juice, think about the love expressed in that. Think about the life that is given in that. Yes, we go through this world and we experience loss. But we also go through this world and we experience gain. And we live in this world knowing as people of faith where this is going. So take heart, brothers and sisters. The body of Christ and the blood of Christ has been given for you. John Buchanan was a Presbyterian minister.
One summer, he went to Scotland and served a village church. He made many friends, especially one of the clergymen in a nearby village. He tells a story of having lunch with his clergyman, and over lunch, he was asking his newfound friend about his life. His friend had fought in World War II as an infantryman. He was captured. He was put in a prisoner of war camp in Poland. And he said it was awful, as you might imagine. They were starving and they were weak and they were freezing cold. And day after day after day, it just seemed like darkness covered the earth. It was a kind of relentless rain upon their lives. And he said some people just reached the point where the one meal a day, which was thin soup and a crusty small piece of bread, just wasn't enough. One day, the depression of it all, the hopelessness and despair of it all was just too much. And whenever they would reach that point, they would run for the fence, knowing that they could not escape, but knowing that they would be shot and they would be killed. So that's how people in the POW camp ended their lives, in essence, by suicide. And he said to John Buchanan, one night I left my barracks and I crawled to that fence. And I sat against that fence thinking I'm going to climb it. And I'm going to end my life here and now. It was just too much. And he said, it as I sat with my back against that fence, I heard something rustling behind me. And he said, I did not turn around, but I looked over and this, there was this hand that was coming through the fence and it had a raw potato in it. And in a thick Polish accent speaking English, Someone in the darkness said to me, This is the body of Christ. And so it is. So today we come. And Christ has something for us. If you feel that these recent months have been such a time of loss, I hope that you can see the gain in this moment. I hope you can see God at work in these days. I hope that you can feel the very blessing of Christ in your life as you live through this time. Because a hand reaches out to you with bread and with a cup. And the voice speaks to you, this is my body. This is my blood. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm -hmm.
Thanks for listening. To listen to more sermons, read past devotions, or look up opportunities on how to connect, visit us at AthensFirstUMC.org. Stay in touch with us throughout the week by following us on Instagram or Facebook at AthensFirstUMC. Oh, Lord, I'm again.